Welcome to Be Your Radiant Self with Kylie Anderson, a podcast where I talk about health and wellness, self-care and spirituality, and the magic and madness of motherhood. I'll be sharing with you interviews with inspiring and like-minded women, intuitive musings, and real-life tears and triumphs. So join me as we dive deep and get real. Hello and welcome back to Be Your Radiant Self, the podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Anderson, and welcome to episode 23. I'm so excited to bring to you today my first guest for 2019. I love speaking to people, so please reach out if you've got anybody in mind that you would love for me to interview. But if you're a mom, you are going to love today's episode. It is a real life, no BS account of pregnancy, birth and motherhood and the the magic of it, the madness of it, the tears of it and, you know, just the ugliness of motherhood sometimes. And that is why I got this woman on my podcast because the realness of her is just so refreshing. And it is Maddie Wright. She is a wife to her hunk hubby, Lloyd, a brekkie radio announcer and a mama to two stunner boys. She's a twin, a qualified journalist. She loves the gym and is partial to a glass or bottle of white wine. Over the past three years, Lloyd and Maddie have been on a TV show, Channel 7's House Rules, gotten married, had two beautiful kids, started a business, moved house, built a house and moved towns. She stayed sane by being real. Mum life is tough and as rewarding as her kids are, they're hell of a lot of work. She struggles every day to love being a mum. As much as she loves her kids, most days have many moments where she loathes being a mum. Why? Put simply because she's exhausted. There are so many women who have similar experiences and Maddie is blessed to get so many incredible messages every day from women all over Australia and the world. Fuck mum guilt, let it go, it's not helping. So you'll find Maddie telling it like it is and it's not always glamorous, but hopefully that you find it refreshing. So here is Maddie. I hope you love our conversation as much as I did. So much for being here, Maddie. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast and just to share your journey of motherhood and being a working mum and all the stuff that we have to juggle as mums. So thank you so much for being here today. No, thanks for having me. I love, um, you know, sharing my story and if, if one story can help another mum out there, another parent out there, you know, having a bad day or just relating to it, um, more than happy to, yeah, be a part of it. Awesome. Well, I'd love to sh- um, start my podcast with just like a quirky little question. So would you be able to share with us a fun fact about you that people may be surprised to hear? A fun fact. A lot of people don't know that I'm a twin. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, yeah, I've got a twin brother. And surprisingly, uh, the very first question I get asked is, are you identical? Um, <laughs> I always go, well, no, because he's a boy. But, um, and everyone backtracks. But, yeah, I've got a twin brother, which was always interesting growing up. Um, and I did have twin boys myself, but lost one twin um, during pregnancy, so twins run heavily throughout my family, um, and lucky we're not having any more kids, because I think if I tried again, I'd get twins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's always um, an interesting thing is that you go for one more and all of a sudden you've got like twins or something. That happens to my mother-in-law. My husband's the eldest of five and they decided to go for a fourth and they ended up with twins. <laughs> they got five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, less than one. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let's get into a little bit deeper. Um, for those that may not know you, um, can you share with us how you shine your light in the world? Yeah, uh, I began on social media probably five years ago. Um, I suppose social media, the platform is a very, um, you know, it's a, it's a space where I can share what I do in motherhood. And, um, you know, I didn't become a mother until only three years ago, but I learned a lot about myself. And I think it wasn't until I became a mum especially that I really found out who I was. Um, which is odd because kids take uh, every interview, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel like you get a bit lost in it. But um, yeah, I suppose I've been sharing my journey through that, and um, the only reason I do it is because it connects with other, mainly mums. There's some dads out there, but mainly mums um, that might be going through the same thing. My journey hasn't been easy, uh, mentally or physically, so. Um, for me, it's been a bit of a shock, and and one way of dealing with that shock is just to express how I'm feeling to the world, and then putting it out there, and um, yeah, being surprised about what I get back from the world, and that is um, a lot of other uh, women that share the same experiences and feelings, and are going through exactly the same thing. So it's just reassuring on both sides of the story, but um. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm in radio as well, so I I work on uh, radio quite often as well. So it's another way of, um, I suppose, leveraging what I've got and getting it out there and and sharing my story with the world, which I thoroughly enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Um, And I suppose I've been following you on social media for a little while and I first um, came about knowing your face because me and my husband were fans of house rules and I know you were on that with your husband um but now you have two beautiful little boys so lots happened in those few years so I'd love to know how your journey into motherhood began yeah it's been a long um and interesting few years obviously uh, we were thrust into the spotlight when we did house rules um it would have been four years ago now and my husband and I, uh, his name is Lloyd, we yeah, went on the show and it was it was a whirlwind. We came back into normal life, which we thought would be normal life, but um, it wasn't. You know, we couldn't go out to a supermarket without getting recognized. We couldn't go anywhere and it became quite full on and we weren't expecting it. Um, and within, uh, I think we came off the show and then a few, four months later we got married and that was quite a gunshot decision I mean we've been together for 10 years but um we'd never really even talked about when we would get married we were engaged um but I think you know a wedding for me wasn't a massive deal so we never really planned anything but after the show it was just everything was happening and we we're like well while it's still on a high let's just keep going and we'll go get married and stay on this high so um we did and I didn't actually realize I was present at the wedding um so I was I don't know, would have been six weeks pregnant with our first at the wedding. Um, and I found that out driving back from the wedding. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just literally just did, I just felt really off. And I was like, oh, I'll just go do a pregnancy test. And 
I actually found out I was pregnant. Um, so it wasn't necessarily planned, but at the same time, I'd come off the pill a few months um, before that. So, you know, we weren't, you know, hardcore trying, but it was inevitable that I might have fallen pregnant because I wasn't on any protection. Um, and, yeah, pretty much from seven weeks until Bub was, until I was giving birth, I was sick. So I was vomiting every day, mm-hmm. had a really bad pregnancy, was in, in and out of hospital on drips trying to, get my nutrition up and um, it was just horrible, like I hated every minute of it. Um, and then had Carter, who's now nearly four years old. Um, and then when I was six months, when he was six months old, we fell pregnant again. So <laughs> that was actually a conscious decision. I wanted to have two kids and very close together. Um, I don't know why. I think just because I'm one of two and we, I just wanted a couple of kids um, just to see. And again, I had exactly the same pregnancy, really terrible, vomiting, couldn't exercise, couldn't, could barely move, couldn't really eat much. And it was really debilitating. Um, and yeah, so after that, we decided definitely no more kids. Uh, <laughs> it is off the cards. I made the husband get obsessed with me within six weeks. <laughs> so that is all. And it's so funny because so many people ask me, when are you having a girl? Because I have two boys. And immediately I just say, oh, no, Hubby's had the snip. And it just ends that conversation straight there. So it's great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're super comfortable. Like, I think we've, you know, we've, we've had a rough time. Like, both the boys don't sleep. And even to this day, they still are terrible sleepers. Um, you know, we've gone through sleep training. We've done all of that. And um, sleep deprivation is, I think, possibly the hardest thing of being a parent which, you know, you can read all about it and there is a lot of information about it, but at the end of the day, until you've really gone through it, you don't really know what it feels like to be that sleep deprived mm. all the time and for years. Yeah. Um, but probably our biggest struggle as parents um, at the moment and dealing with the terrible twos is another thing that's come up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's next level. Um, but we're getting there. Like, we, you know, we're learning every day. We're not perfect parents. Um, we don't do things the right way so there is never a, a right way we just kind of go with the flow and um, yeah and it seems to be working we've got a happy two happy boys healthy boys and we're all we're all thriving that's amazing and I, I love that about your work because you share like you just said that you hated every minute of pregnancy and I feel like as mums we feel like we can't say that like we can't be honest with the struggles that we have with pregnancy, like we tend to have to feel like we've got to follow it up with, oh, but I've, I'm so grateful that I'm pregnant, you know, I'm so grateful yeah. that I'm having a baby. But yes, we may be, but it's also bloody hard. Like I, yeah. thankfully I wasn't sick the whole um, time that I was pregnant with both my girls, but I, towards the end of my um first pregnancy I had to go on bed rest from 32 weeks because my daughter tried to come early and then with my second pregnancy I had pelvic instability so I could hardly walk and it's like this part of pregnancy is shit like it's not just a beautiful baby and it's okay to feel that and it's okay to say it yes exactly I think everything's relative as well like I've got many friends that, you know, can't get pregnant, have got endometriosis and they physically have problems getting pregnant and they, they, they know they'll never have kids. Or I've got friends that have tried for five years and are still trying. Or, you know, everybody is in their own situations and, 
And yes, I'm completely blessed to have been able to, one, have children and also get, you know, have quite an easy journey to get pregnant. Um, and But that's relative. Like, I don't know any other different um, way because that's that was my experience. And so I can only compare it to what I've, what I'm, um, you know, what I've been through. And I think it, at the end of the day, we can always say, yes, I, I, I hate pregnancy and I'm blessed and blah, blah, but it's all relative to your own experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really hard to feel what other women feel who are going through different things because you're not going through it and you've never been through it. Um, so, yeah, like I'm totally hands up, uh, totally hate pregnancy, hated every minute of birth. I had two natural births, no drugs. And kind of no choice either. Um, I asked for drugs and I prayed for drugs, but I just couldn't. They were very fast uh, births. So for me, um, you know, totally condone having C-sections and whatever drugged me up, but I I couldn't go down that path. And, um, you know, a lot of people will turn around and say, well, you're so ungrateful, like, you know, you should have... You should be thankful that you could have had natural births and blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, that was my experience and I hated every minute of it and it was traumatic and I have nightmares about it and I never got want to go through it again. But, <laughs> yes, of course, I really love my children, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, I, it's not me comparing how much I love them as to, you know, because I hated birth. It has, it's totally different subjects. But, um yeah, like, obviously very thankful. I love my boys and I'm so, so um, happy that we have such a, a cute little family that is, is my family and that I can grow old with. You know, that's, for me, I'm, yeah, I'm stoked that we've come to this point in our life and we, we can share that with each other. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, I love that you said that you've got your pregnancy and birth journey and then our kids are separate to that, like they're not defined by that and just because we hated pregnancy or hated birth or whatever it's got nothing to do with how we feel about our kids and it's funny that it's all kind of clumped together and it's like no like you said this is my story at at the end of it I've got my beautiful boys and that's it (laughs) I love that exactly and you know birth was one day out of how many days that Mm. we've been together as a family so Mm. um you know it was one of the most the most traumatic day, but it doesn't define how I feel about my kids. Um, And in some cases, that may define how you feel about your kids. You know, postnatal comes in, you you don't have attachment and 100%, yeah, that may be your journey, but um, I think you've got to speak to your own journeys and, and, you know, I have my days, honestly, where I go, Jesus, I wish I wasn't a mum. Like, Mm. I have these days where I just, you know, I've got a two and a three-year-old, they are high, high energy exhausting, don't sleep, um, and Sundays, I just want to get in my car and go away. Like, mm. I just want a day off, especially now, like, I'm at a point where my husband's FIFO, so he's flying in and out of Melbourne, and we don't see him for weeks on end, and, like, there's just days where I go, I'm over the routine, I'm over washing bottles, I'm over not sleeping, I'm over playing with Play-Doh, like, <laughs> there's just days where I go, I don't want to do this anymore, I don't want to be a mum, I just want to go to work and do my own thing, and, but, but, yeah, I am a mum, and that is the reality. But it doesn't mean I can't think those things. It doesn't mean I can't have those thoughts, and and I knock myself out of them. But I still get them, and that's that's okay too. You yes. know, like you can't be on top of the world. You can't be super mum all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I definitely am not. <laughs> I, I don't know if I deal with it any differently to people. I probably do, but I think everybody has glimpses of those times where they go, geez, I wish it was where I could just watch Netflix all day when it's raining on a, on a Sunday and just sit and do nothing. Or, you know, like I've just been through two weeks of the flu and I haven't um, been able to just sit down and relax. And the doctor's like, you need rest. And I was like, I've got two toddlers, mate. Like, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Give me something else. <laughs> yes. You know, we have those days and that's so cool. It doesn't matter. Like, you can, you know, as long as your kids are getting fed, they're sheltered, they're happy, it's all good. Like, mm. we'll, we'll get through it. You'll get through it. Yes, absolutely. I love everything you're saying. So, so true. And with, with your experience, did you have any preconceived ideas about motherhood and and how you thought it would look? Um, to be honest, no. I had no idea what being a mum would be about. Um, I think what shocked me the most, and it sounds odd, but it's, it's the 24-7 constant, you cannot leave the house without a child, <laughs> you know? Like, yes. I think that actually hits you where you go, oh, I'm just going to go up this store and get milk. Oh, no, I, I can't just do that. I have a kid to take care of. Like, you can't just leave the house and do whatever you want anymore. And I know that sounds silly, but until... I think it's sort of the first 12 weeks when you've got a child, when you you know, your first child at home, and you realize, and it hits you, oh, my God, I, I really have another human being that needs me 24-7. There is no, oh, I'm just going to leave you for five minutes. Like, you can't even leave a room sometimes. <laughs> um, and I think that that probably shocked me the most. Mm. Like it's, And the decision-making processes as well. Like, when we're, like we're looking for a house for example, where, you know, we haven't been on a holiday for a long time and all of those decisions have um, been based off the kids and their needs and how they fit into the family. And, you know, when we're looking for a house, we're looking for certain things in a house that we've never looked for before, you know, like space for a playroom and an extra bedroom and, you know, an ensuite because I don't want them sharing my toilet anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> those sort of things that you don't think about before kids. Or you want to go on a quick weekend away or camping. And that it's the whole next level when you've got kids. Like, you've basically got to pack up your house to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard work. It's a lot of energy. And you go, is it really worth it? Not really. Not this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it's the decision-making process that you go, I'm not just thinking about myself anymore. Um, in fact... Myself has gone way down the rung and these other humans have come up the rung and they're now top of mind and they will always be top of mind no matter where I go, even to what shoes I am picking to wear because they have to be you know, comfortable and able to go get around while holding two toddlers and, you know, all of those things um, come into life and everyday decisions that you don't think about before you have kids. Yes, <laughs> so much yes. I um, put up on Instagram yesterday, I wanted to have my shower and I put up a picture of my one-year-old in the high chair. I've got the wiggles on my iPad on the um, <laughs> bench and my four-year-old's got her little, my little pony couch in my, all in my ensuite so I could have a shower. Like, it's yeah, yeah, craziness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I usually try and set the boys up with, 
I've made them these like healthy ice creams with just banana and yogurt and I blend them and then I make them in the freezer and I set them up in front of the TV so then I can go into the shower in the morning mm. and they ended up they end up walking into the shower with me <laughs> with their ice creams and I'm like yeah whatever okay sure <laughs> sure this is my life <laughs> you know, you're just gonna do what you've got to do to get it done oh, and that's you it. Do. <laughs> otherwise we would have like we would stink because we would never get a shower and we'd probably yeah wouldn't eat anything but like crusts off toast <laughs> yeah yeah and you'll do anything to avoid a screening match like yes. I know my two and a half year old he's just he's gotten to terrible twos and you're like if you want to have your ice cream in the shower sure go for it as long as you just calm down mm. and I don't have to go through a battle with you right now that's fine <laughs> like yes. get in the shower <laughs> so, you just um, do what you got to do we're going to survive don't we <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think has been the biggest thing that motherhood has taught you about yourself? Oh, it's a big one. Um, how strong I am, um, physically and mentally. Like it, it's an interesting one, um, especially when I went through my second birth because I did have two natural births and and no drugs. Um, I. I actually remember thinking as I was sort of pushing Bob out, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know, my body's doing this. I'm doing this. I'm capable of doing this. When everything inside you is saying, you can't do this. Mm. This is impossible. Um, uh, One thing that – and also uh, mentally how strong I am. Like, I have been able to stick up for myself a bit more. I'm much more – I don't know, comfortable in my own skin and not physically, I don't mean how I look, I mean I'm comfortable with who I am, I'm comfortable to stand up to people, I'm comfortable to um, share my opinion and and back it um, and before that, and I don't know why kids did this to me, but I think it's... I think when you can raise a human being, you feel like you can do anything mm. and, and that is possibly where that strength has come from. But, um, and I'll give you a quick example, but when, you know, I used to, uh, my husband works night shifts and when he used to go away at night um, before kids, I'd be terrified at night. Like, I'm like, oh my God, baddies are going to come in, <laughs> blah, 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 lock all the doors, you know, terrified. <laughs> now, I'm like, baddies, just try me. Just try me. Come at me and see what happens. You do not want to mess with this mama. Like, <laughs> and it, it's just this, uh, you've got something bigger than yourself to protect in the world and it just makes you absolutely powerful mm. in every aspect. So, um, yeah, and I never knew I had that in me. And that's that's reflective over work as well. Like I notice even in my... my um, my work, I've become a lot more confident in what I'm doing. Um, the old fake it till you make it, i that's my fav- most favorite saying in the entire world. <laughs> and, you know, I'm still doing that in every aspect of life. And the only difference with motherhood is I'm now just completely backing myself with the fakeness and just getting there. <laughs> so, you know, like the kids throw me a curveball and I'm like, I've never done this before. I'm not you know, I've never parented a four-year-old. You know, he's going to be four soon. I've never been a parent of a four-year-old. How am I going to do this? I don't know. I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to fake it till I make it. And I do. We do. We get there. Mm. <laughs> you know, I just think, um, yeah, it gives you this confidence that um, is, it's hard to explain. Yes, it so does. I've never actually 
thought of it like that. Like I know we get very protective of our kids, but yeah, like I love your um, analogy around how if a baddie comes into your house, like bring it on because <laughs> I'm sleep deprived, just like try and mess with me. Like it's so true. We, yeah. you know, we grow this baby and then like what bigger responsibility is there than actually parenting a child that, yeah, yeah it just gives us that confidence, doesn't it? Just reflecting on my own experience. Um, yeah, I can definitely, definitely relate with that. It's, um, it's funny the things that kids bring up in us, isn't it? It's just oh, things totally. that we learn about <laughs> ourselves. It's like the biggest self-development journey ever. Yeah, it really is. It shows you the highs of the highs, but it does also show you the lows of the lows. Mm. You know, it shows you how, um, you know, you can have the worst days in the world and you never thought you'd get to those lows and, and that's, from a combination of things. It can be sleep deprivation. It can be high-energy children. It can be anything. There's juggling everything. Um, and then, yeah, you have those highs of highs where you just go, oh, shit, you know, it's actually pretty cool to be a mum. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a massive extreme. Yes, very much so. It's definitely yeah. a roller coaster ride and, um Something that I've noticed a lot recently in my almost four-year-old, she reflects a lot of what I'm feeling back at me. And I don't know if it's, she's always done that. Um, But if I'm like having a bad day, I'll notice that she's having a bad day. It's like she's mirroring me. So they just like really show us our our shit, I suppose, and stuff that's going on for us. It, they bring it up, it's like triggers, it triggers us. Yep, yep, I agree. Yeah, they would. They'd be marrying exactly mm. what you're teaching them without you even knowing. Yeah. Which is scary. It is. You're like, oh, <laughs> did I just say a swear word? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> my my, um, my four-year-old at the moment, she loves um, – she's been remembering like the things I've been doing wrong and she'll be like, oh. mommy, uh, you did whatever it was. And I'm like, why are you holding on to that? What about all the great stuff that I'm doing? <laughs> like you have to bring up that I, you know, forgot to give you something or did something or whatever. Yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's always yeah, funny. I don't think we give them credit for how incredibly smart they are and mm. how much they retain. Yes. Um, until you get glimpses of that and you're like, oh my goodness, okay. Yeah. I've got to be smarter with how I'm dealing with this situation because yes. they're starting to learn. My four-year-old, well, he's nearly four, told my two-year-old, he said the other day, he's like, I've told you a thousand times. How many times do I need to tell you? And I was like, wow, he's copying what I'm saying. <laughs> Never works. I don't know why you use that on them because it doesn't work. <laughs> when is your son four? In July. Okay, my daughter's four in May, so it must be must be around this yeah. age where they start to yeah pick it up. Because I hear her <laughs> do the same to my um, one year old. So she's she'll be like saying something like, "Oh, that's me. Oh gosh, <laughs> what's happening?" Yeah, yeah. You're like, "Oops, sorry." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> gosh, it's fun, fun. <laughs> so around all this sleep deprivation that you're going through and everything, um, I know from following you that looking after yourself is and health and wellness and nutrition and all that is something that's important to you. So how do you manage to fit that in around your boys and what does it look like for you as well? Yeah, um, I before I had kids, 
um, I was a personal trainer and I, I thoroughly enjoy being in a gym. Like that is how I relax. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my me time. I love listening to my music and just zoning out. And I have been doing that since I was 14 years old. I actually got trained up at 14 years old to run Les Mills boot camp. So oh, yeah. from then, yeah, yeah, like it's always been in, I don't know why because both my parents aren't into fitness, but it's mm-hmm. just something that I picked up and I have been doing for a very long time. And um, then I had kids and because I was sick through both my pregnancies, um, I didn't train. So I didn't train for essentially nearly two and a half years because I was so sick through both pregnancies. Then I got pregnant again quite quickly. They're only 15 months apart. Um, and then, as you know, with two kids, it's it's nearly impossible, especially when they're quite young, mm-hmm. to, one, find somebody that's going to mind two kids mm-hmm. uh, while you go to the gym. And, um, and also just that mum guilt of leaving them as well when they're quite young. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got huge mum guilt, and I try to get over it, but I just can't. Like, it's just something that in me and I cannot get over it um so you know I've got a husband that trains five days a week at the gym and I might get to the gym two times a week if I'm very lucky mm-hmm. um so I, w- I would say you know to mums out there I know everybody's trying to get body back and that um but if your situation sort of sounds a bit similar to mine what I found is you need to just chill out in your own head a bit and mm-hmm. Stop trying to do what you did before because you will not have the time to do it. Even if you physically think you can, and you probably can, you don't have the time that you used to, you used to have before. So you've just got to come to that realisation that things are going to be a lot slower. Um, progress is going to be slower. You won't bounce back as quick purely because you don't have the time. Um, and also, like, it's only now, so my youngest is, two and a half and it's only now that I'm actually getting back into training so a lot of you know I've got friends out there that are like oh how did you get back into shape and whatever and I'm like it's only now that I'm getting back into training so that's you know I've got a three-year-old and nearly two and a half year old um it's, it's a good four years in that I've just started to get back into a semi-routine and some weeks that'll be twice a week some weeks that'll be no times a week mm-hmm. <laughs> and some weeks it'll be four times a week and that's just depending on on how the kids are going with the week um you know if I want to pick them up early because I feel guilty I'll pick them up from daycare instead of going to the gym and that's just how I feel and a lot of people are like no you've got to make time for yourself and I totally agree with that but sometimes it's more stressful going um to the gym when I'm thinking about them and I'm feeling like um you know about it Mm. I just don't um so yeah it's all relative to how you feel I think you've just got to um yeah you've just got to see how you feel and yeah just go with the flow and don't put pressure on yourself like if you try and live up to what you used to do it may not happen Mm. that is such a good piece of advice because I know for me um I'm a personal trainer as well and yeah, I just had my first daughter and I just didn't kind of think about how my life and time would be different, I suppose. Like I knew I wouldn't have as much time, but 
I thought, oh, surely I can like, you know, just go and do what I was doing beforehand. And it's like, nah, you you can't. So definitely giving yourself that permission I think is super important. And, yeah, just having the patience to just be with your kids and just let that be your life for a couple of years um, until they're a bit older where you can um, leave them. And I think I heard that it takes up to four years for our bodies to recover from pregnancy and birth. Yeah. So, Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. (laughs) So our bodies are just like, give them a break, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, all, it's a lot of it's in the mind. Like, as you said, you may feel ready. Like, I know after my um, first, I two weeks after birth, I was like, oh, I'm sweet. I'm mm. good to go back into the gym. But it's not so much how your body feels. It's how your mind is. Mm. And, and it's trying to find the time. Like, yeah. you know, going from training five to seven days a week before kids to then trying to keep up with that, it just does your head in. Mm. Like you end up going, oh, my God, I can't train like I used to. Of course you can't. You've got a human being to take care of 24-7. Like yeah. it's not – they're not like a job where it's nine to five. It is literally seven days a week, 24 yeah. hours a day. <laughs> like yes. there's no break. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and again, it's one of those things, you know, a lot of people say there's not a lot of information out there. There is. It's just that – you will not know how it feels until you're going through it. Mm. And um, that's the hardest thing, you yeah. know. Uh, it's just, you've just got to kind of go with it. And I've got friends that have gone straight back into training and they're, you know, five days a week doing it. And some people can do that. And that's great if you can. But I just think if you're out there doing your head in, just chill out a bit. Just mm. calm down. Yeah. Um, give yourself permission to go, hey, once a week's cool for the next week, year, you know. Mm, yes, but nothing. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yes, totally agree. Absolutely. Um, so let's go back. I'd love for you to give yourself a piece of advice before you gave birth to your first son. What would you say to yourself? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. No. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. I don't know. Um. It's been so crazy. It's been so crazy. Um, but probably touching on, because for me, um, fitness is a huge part of my life, um, it would be that whole just give yourself permission and to just, you know, take some time out, not go back into your old routine and realize you are never going to get that routine back. Um, you know, maybe when the kids are 21 years old, they move out of the house, you might. But mm. right now, for a very long time, you will never get that old routine back. Um, and also, a bit of advice would be that um, you'll go through a period where you won't know yourself mm. and you will be doing things that never thought um, you could do in and good and bad as well mm-hmm. um, and I'm talking about you know you'll have those days where you're just in a corner crying locking the kids out not wanting to be with them and you'll go oh my god I'd never thought I'd be capable of doing that and then on the other spectrum you'll do things like give birth and you'll go oh my god never thought I was capable of doing that. And I think um, just to know that you will get lost in all of that and you will 
find that you don't recognize who you are for a period of time. And that changes, you know, once you start getting a little bit more of a routine for yourself, some self-care in there as well, and that could be anything from finding some time to have a proper shower, to reading a book, to whatever makes you smile. Um, you know, seeing some girlfriends out again. Um, you know, I'll always remember the first time I got to go out for a drink with my girlfriends after my first child. Like, it's a big deal. Um you know, all those things, if you start slotting those things back into your life, you know, it might take you 12 months, might take you two years to start doing those things, you will start to feel a little bit of normal again. Um, um, but, yeah, the advice, I suppose, is just to be prepared that you will lose yourself a little bit. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It just it just doesn't feel great sometimes. Yes, my gosh, Yes. I don't think anyone can prepare you, like no one can prepare you for really anything with motherhood, but that disconnection you feel from yourself and you kind of feel lost and confused and you don't really understand what's going on. You're like, why am I feeling this way? But, yes, that's so important. It's And isolated, I think, you know, you're at home with essentially a little human that often can't talk much and you've got no one to bounce it off. You know, you've got no one else, no other adult. Often you don't have any other adult. Um, and when you do, if you have a partner and they come home, you know, from work or whatever, you, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. Like there's a lot of stress that is put on the marriage as well and just getting through sleep deprivation. And, you know, um, yeah, some kids sleep. Good on you if you've got a kid that sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Most don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just I think go with the flow is probably my biggest advice. You've just got to chill, go with the flow, realize things are going to change, um, and be willing to try different things. Like I know, like breastfeeding is a big one for God's sake, and I know that even with my second, I persisted because I was like, oh, I know that I've, I've been told this is the right thing to do, and. And I was like, what am I doing? I need to just stop and just listen to what's happening in my body, what's happening with my emotions, and just do what's right for my family, not because of what I read in a book, you Mm. know. I think you've just got to listen to yourself. Yes, absolutely. And touching on that breastfeeding thing, I remember... Um, you shared that you were trying to wean him off and it wasn't working and I think you had to buy like a million different bottles and a million different formulas to try and get him to find something that worked for him and you finally got there. But I was like, yes, that's like we put so much pressure on ourselves with that as well. Like like you said, we just need to stop and listen to ourselves and if something's just not working for us and doesn't feel good for us, like who cares what other people are doing, you know? Like you said at the start of our conversation, it's our journey, um, nobody else's. So, yeah, that's so important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You've just got to, I don't know, do what's right with you guys and you will be bombarded by a million people telling you a million different things and you've just got to cherry pick the stuff that you think might work, um, say thank you and um, go away to other people. (laughs) You know, you just, I think you've just got to, um, yeah, you'll feel what's right. It's, it, mother's intuition is amazing, absolutely amazing, and you, you'll you feel it. You'll know what you need to do when you need to do it, and you've just got to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Totally, absolutely. Well, I'd love to finish our conversation with a couple of rapid-fire questions, if that's all right, Maddie. Yeah, go for it. All right, so the first one, what is one of your favourite self-care rituals at the moment? At the moment, I'm getting back into my CrossFit. Um, So I'm trying to go a couple times a week to do a CrossFit session there, about an hour hour long. Um, So, yeah, that's my probably favourite thing to do at the moment. Perfect. Um, and what is one of your all-time favourite books? Good question. <laughs> um, I've actually started audio-booking lately because mm, good one. I don't have a lot of time. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so while the kids are listening to ABC in the back of the car, I'm audio-booking a, something in the front of the car. Perfect. <laughs> so I have just read... Not my all-time favourite because I couldn't really pinpoint an all-time favourite, but I'm reading one at the moment which is awesome and it's called The Pumpkin Plant. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's about um, weeding out the bad pumpkins in your life. More related to business, but it's really inspirational. So if you've awesome. got some time, read The Pumpkin Plant. All right, I'll get on to that. I like that. Or listen to it, I should say. Yes. <laughs> Audible, <laughs> yes. So good. <laughs> And lastly, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, that's a hard one. Sorry, finish on a hard one. That's a hard one. (laughs) You know what? Probably, um, you know, by the most important people in my life, my two boys, I would love them to 